here, you know, after reading uh, Grant Cardone's 10X rule, uh, it's it was clear to me that not only is it good to set goals, but it's good to set big goals. And if your goals don't scare you, then they're not big enough, right? Yeah. And so most people like to set comfortable goals and goals that they think that they can. And uh, it, it, it occurred to me that I can set that goal, but that goal shouldn't be where I should try and reach. If, if I want two houses, I should, I should set my goal for five houses because I might end up at four houses, right? Hello and welcome to the Millionaire Enlisted Podcast, where our goal is to incentivize you and educate you to reach financial education via real estate investing. Today is our first podcast. We are very excited uh, to have you with us. My name is Germán Buendía and I'm the host uh, right now with me, my co-host, Oscar Buendia and Nelson Owuzu. To give you a little bit about myself, I'm very excited to start this, uh, this, this podcast today and to share my story as well as uh, my journey uh, via real estate investing. I am an active duty military Marine Corps uh, for the last 18 years. I'm very excited to share my story, to educate you, to uh, incentivize you, motivate you to uh, reach uh, your goals. Uh, and to be able to live life the way it's supposed to be. So now I'm just going to introduce my brother, Oscar Buendia, and also my partner, and uh, Nelson Owazu. Oscar, go ahead. Give us your... Hey, everyone uh, out there in uh, podcast land. Uh, my name is Oscar Buendia. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in the Air Force for about 10 years now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was born in Colombia. I grew up in New Jersey. I came here when I was four years old. Uh, one of the things about me is uh, I'm, I'm really uh, into uh, helping others for financial education and showing them how to how to be better with their finances, um, and that's that's pretty much what I want to do and help with this podcast. So I hope that we can make a difference in your life, and I hope you're listening out there uh, and can take a little nugget out of this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Nelson so he can introduce himself. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Nelson Onwuzu, and uh, I've been in the Air Force for about, I guess, three and a half years, going on four years now this summer. And uh, I'm from Texas, born and raised. So by default, I'm a Cowboys fan, unfortunately and fortunately. Um, I, I uh, am excited about this podcast because I'm hoping to learn just as much as everyone watching this. And hopefully uh, I can give and share knowledge just as much as I'm receiving knowledge. Um, yeah, let's get this started. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. So just to let uh, our listeners know, uh, we're going to talk about our personal story on our first episode. Uh, we're very excited. So uh, we apologize uh, uh, beforehand if we make any mistakes, uh, which we're going to make a lot. Uh, we have made a lot. Um, we're going to talk about uh, how we got into real estate investing and, and, and why we got into real estate investing as well as we're gonna share about our, our stories, our recent deals and our past uh, projects that we had in our future projects as well. So um, to start this uh, right now uh, and start with Marching Foot, uh, Nelson, why don't you just uh, tell us how and why you got into uh, real estate investing? Yeah, so uh, I got into real estate investing pretty much because I realized that there was a difference between making money and or working for money and letting money work for you. Once I realized that, I understood not only what it meant to be a real estate investor, but what it meant to be an entrepreneur, what, what it meant to be an entrepreneur. And so 
investing in my first place gave me the power to to not only take uh, control of my life and where it was going, but also see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, which was hard to do when I was working nine to five and and I'm 25 years old, so it, working for the next 30 years of my life didn't seem uh, too enjoyable. So that's why I started and how I started was buying my first house back in 2018, which I did not buy as an investment. I bought it as a primary residence. Um, it ended up becoming a, an investment when I started getting roommates and I started airbnb the rooms out because I started reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I started getting advice from mentors and people like Oscar. And, uh, and it honestly helped me understand that not only did I need this house, I needed another house, I needed an another house. And so uh, I feel like I'm on a good path right now. And uh, we'll talk more later about where I'm going next. And Oscar, if you wanna take the reins and tell us about how and why you got in. Yeah, man. So first, I'm just gonna say, you know, I I think it's awesome that at 25 years old, you're already thinking ahead and expanding into into this. You know, I can tell you when I was uh, 23, 24, 25, I was thinking about it, but I was not acting on it, and I was I was just having fun. I you know I wish I would have had someone to tell me exactly what to do or how to do it when I was at, at your stage. Um, so I, I congratulate you on that, man. Uh, so a little bit about me. So my 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 why, you know, for me, um, I think it really it really came um, as I I became a a husband, uh, a father, um, and I think that put a pressure behind me that I want to um, do more in life and do more for my family and have that that freedom of time, that independence. I've always wanted that, but I think that really lit a fire under me, um, and I wanna. I want to be able to pass things along to my kids. I want to be able to tell my wife one day, hey, you know, you have the option. If you want to get out the military, you can. We don't, we, we've supplemented your income. And that's freedom to us, right? Options, options to stay in, options to stay out. Um, you get a job that pays less, but maybe you're, you're happier in, you know, that, that passive income. Or, or starting a whole new business, in, in real estate that, that's super exciting and then the how you know i when i arrived in colorado springs in in 2016 bought a a our, our first home but then immediately after that i said you know i want to buy i want to buy a, a rental property and i did i you know i went in and purchased a duplex and from the beginning uh, it did great um and it did great because i analyzed a lot of things and and make sure and listen to a lot of smarter people who had done it before. So I'll, I'll hand it over to uh, to German uh, and, and, you know, talk a little bit about your how and why, man. Okay, so how I got into real estate, looking back um, in my in my whole life, uh, I think it actually, I, I got the seed in my brain back in 1993 when we migrated to the U.S., um, and we migrated into this old house, uh, very, very depleted house. Um, I can't even begin to describe it. Probably in the future, I'll describe that thing. Um, but uh, but I remember seeing three, these, these three older, beds in one room. What was that? We had three beds in one room. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so um, 
I, I I got the idea of real estate investing while seeing this this older guy. He was the owner of a bunch of houses in the town where we lived, and he but he was he, so he was the the uh, the old pop landlord. He used to do all the pay, the, the work and all that stuff. Even though his houses were depleted, and we knew he had a lot of money, um, because we used to see his his family and his kids, and they were living life. Even though he was the one that was always doing the the, the back work. So I always knew that there was something in real estate, but I never studied. Um, then moving forward, uh, in two thousand eight, uh, I tried. Well, actually, I purchased a a house for my parents. Uh, which I ended up losing in 2011. So that was my first try into real estate investing. I did it the wrong way. I had no idea about real estate investing. Um, I lost it in 2011 and I still didn't know anything about real estate. Um, in 2013, um, around two, no, actually around 2015, uh, while having a conversation with my brother, I used to be stationed in Hawaii. He called me and he mentioned this book, the uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, which Nelson also mentioned before, and that changed my my whole perspective in life. Uh, one of the things that got me into this subject was because after reading that book, I actually it made it actually um, um, I could actually envision the uh, all the ideas that, that that book will would give us or gives everybody, and I could see myself doing it. You know, uh, unlike every other business that I try, every other venture that I try, I couldn't picture it. I couldn't, it was too complex for me. Um, so Rich Dad Poor Dad opened that door. And again, thanks to my brother who, who actually uh, um, recommended me that book. So I got into that book. And then why I stuck to, uh, to real estate is because the simplicity. Um, and, and when you talk about cash flow, uh, compared to other businesses or compared to other investments, and um, and it's just it's just something that I always had, like I said, in the back of my mind. I just never studied it. Uh, it's so easy to study. It's so easy to follow. It's so easy to picture a deal. It's so easy to to find the money for it. Um, so that's why I stuck to it, and and it's changed my life. It changed my family's life, and I see great things happening for for all of us and whoever follows us and whoever uh, decides to learn from from the stories that we want to share so just to uh continue with the uh with the subjects let's talk about goals okay uh so we have we have the background we know that why we're we're in this business now and what are your goals now so where are you going with uh with real estate yeah so this year you know after reading uh, Grant Cardone's 10x rule, uh, it's it was clear to me that not only is it good to set goals, but it's good to set big goals. And if your goals don't scare you, then they're not big enough, right? Yeah. And so most people like to set comfortable goals and goals that they think that they can. And uh, it, it it occurred to me that I can set that goal, but that goal shouldn't be where I should try and reach. If if I want two houses, I should I should set my goal for five houses because I might end up at four houses, right? And so for this year, um, I know for a fact that once I move from Colorado Springs to St. Louis, which will happen in May, um, I'll buy a fourplex using the VA loan. And so that'll add four units to my, por my uh, portfolio. 
And then after that, even before that, maybe my goal is ultimately to flip two houses. Now I have no flipping experience. I have no, no contractor experience, no, no experience trying to do anything like that, but I want to flip two houses. I want to get four units that fourplex. And ultimately my long-term goal is by the age of 30 to be out of the military and to supplement my current income with cash flow from all my current, uh, from all my properties at, at that time. Awesome. So Oscar, if you want to go ahead and crush my goals with yours. Go <laughs> no, no, there's no question, man. At, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, everyone's different. Everyone has their own goals and their own ambitions, right? Um, but, but I like what you said, man, you got to take action, right? Like, and that, that's part of that 10 X thing is, is if you don't take action, you can't do anything. Um, and the same, I have the same mentality and I think I, I got it from, from that book as well. Cause I love that book. I listen to it while I work out. Yep. Uh, and one of the things he said is, you know, like, like you mentioned, you set your goal, um, so big that it scares you and it scares everyone around you. Uh, and then they're like, what, what is he thinking? That's not attainable. Well, the truth is that it, it it may not be because you have a limited belief in what you can do. And we all have those. We all have limited beliefs. And it, it takes a, a little bit of mindset change to see what's capable um, because the, there's always a way if you're a problem solver. So just like when you're in the gym and you're trying to bench and you're trying to do that new, that new PR, you might fail doing your fifth rep or your fourth rep, right? But then now you said that standard that I can do three this week. And you know what? Next week, you're going to do five. The week after that, you're going to do seven, right? So you're always failing, but you learn from that that failure, that mistake. Uh, so for me, my, my goal um, specifically this year uh, is to, you know, start our, our over a, a big uh, syndication business, um, help family and friends and, and those around us uh, to be able to also invest in real estate with us. Uh, I've been trying to find a way and cracking the codes to not only do this by myself because, you know, my brother and I went out and, and bought some other properties, but, you know, there, there's family, there's friends that I want to include in this and give them the option if, if they want to do it. Um, and with that comes the price tag. And I, I set that goal at 50 million, uh, worth of assets in a year now in my head do i think we're really gonna make that yeah hell yeah i do um if we don't make it and we do half of that am i gonna cry that i failed about it no because i know the next year we're gonna crush it even more so this year you know we did we did about one to 1.5 million and i i'm not i'm not sad about that i think the 2019 was a great year um, I know 2020 is going to be a great year. So that's my goal. That's, that's what I, I, I strive for. And I'll hand it over to German. So I'm not going to repeat because basically our goals are the same. Like you said, we were trying to uh, um, get into syndication and we're trying to get these big goals. Now we have the, uh, the podcast and we have this social media um, business that we're trying to grow and get into, right? Things that I've, that we've never done before. And, and they came out of the, um, the all the stuff that we did last year, right? W which we got into um, 
having small goals, but somehow the uh, the door opened for bigger things that we weren't imagining at all. Um, so I'm not gonna go uh, through our goals and what our what our goals are gonna be. Um, well, what's your what's your goal for at least for cash flow for for in your pocket? You know what what do you want to do that? How many how many units maybe? Like I I want to get. I mean our goal and we we've mentioned it over and over again for, mention it to for the public, this year. Huh? Mention it to the public, bro. No, no, no. Yeah, for this year, our goal, and, and we've always mentioned it, and, and we've, we talk about it all the time, the same number, and, and it comes over and over and over, and we want to reach the uh, um, 50, uh, $50 million real estate acquisition. Now, we do the math, and how much is that in, in, in cash flow? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I never had that much money in my hand, but, uh, but that's a lot of money, right? Um, but besides the money, my goal is to recreate the same adrenaline rush that we had in uh, 2019. Um, like I said, besides the money, it was just the excitement. It was, um, it was something that I haven't felt, um, I think, ever. And it was continuous through the process of, of dealing with those deals and, and negotiating them. So I just want to recreate that over and over and over again, um, because I know it's gonna follow. It's gonna follow the money. Uh, the money's gonna follow that excitement. And not only that, but it's, it's the fact that um, I feel. And one of the goals is 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 what we're doing right now: share our experience and and be able to to show people that if we're doing it right and and we're just regular people. Uh, military and we have spouses and we have kids and we wake up early and we go to sleep late uh, but we have a vision and we if we are creating this vision and we're making it possible I think anybody can you know what I'm saying um, and it takes me to the next subject which you two uh, mentioned is the uh, limited beliefs right um, I want to be able to show people that you don't have to start small start small is what we think that we have to start right because we don't want to we don't want to be scared and we want to low crawl into crawling and then into like kind of walking and then into running and then hopefully flying right like Grant Cardone and, and other uh, uh, great people out there what they're doing um, but I want to show people that honestly when when you have when you have that big goal and that ambition greater things might happen you know what I'm saying it's just a matter of asking and, and we're gonna get into the details of that. Um, but that's, that's a lim limited belief that I think my brother and, and even Nelson has, you know, you mentioned you wanna buy two duplexes here too. That was our goal for 2019 uh, and, and that trip which we're gonna get into later. Um, our goal was to maybe buy one or two houses and that was our limited belief. And then something opened up and something happened where it was like, well, ooh, we're gonna get into 13 properties, 20 properties. Like, how is this happening? And we got it, um, and that that raised the bar so high that we don't even. I don't even have that limited belief anymore. Uh, there's other aspects that probably I'll mention later in the in the limited belief that I still have. Uh, but there's other things that open up so so high that it's like I don't I don't I don't have those anymore. Uh, so going into limited beliefs, uh, please Nelson, if you can tell us. What are the obstacles that you've had so far um, up to this point in, in real estate investing? 
Yeah, definitely. So besides the fact that uh, I'm young, which I'm not young compared to some young guys who started. Hey, let me let me cut you off, man, because you guys keep talking about young, young, young and age and all that stuff. I'm not going to say how old I am, but for everyone, whoever is listening to us, whoever is 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 watching this on YouTube <laughs> and whatever channels that we put it on. Um, let's 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 make a bet of who guesses our ages. Um, I already said yeah. mine, but yeah, I, I haven't said mine. So who guess like how old, how old Oscar is, how old I am. If you're following us on Instagram, uh, you probably kind of uh, are going to guess what age is, what our differences are and all that stuff. But I just want to see, because you guys keep talking about how young I am. Yeah, I feel like, oh my God. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, go ahead, man. Keep going. Yeah. So besides, besides the age factor, it was, I mean, like most people, like, uh, the lack of capital and the lack of experience, right? Yeah. But that really didn't uh, stop me from trying, right? Or from taking action. I'd say, I'd say besides um, the lack of experience and the lack of capital, uh, another, the, I'd say the biggest um, obstacle was, was trying to find my niche, right? For the, for, I mean, I'm sure other people can, attest to this but when you're starting out you're like oh i can wholesale oh i can flip oh i can i can buy and hold oh i can do this i can do yeah, that, I can really do that. <laughs> and i think it's, it's, it's i think we all can yeah it's key to to find your niche early and find what you're good at and and try and get good at that before you move into something else so um i know that i think we all started at buy and hold and now we're all diverging into different aspects but I think I think most of us want to end up at a at large deals, large apartments, portfolios, whatever. But that was the biggest aspect was was trying to find my niche. So Oscar, what was your biggest uh, obstacle? Uh, let's see. I think the biggest obstacle. I think the biggest. Yeah, the biggest obstacle for me has been the. I guess filtering through all that knowledge, all that you know, there, there's so much out there and you have to filter it kind of through the clutter to, to, to like you said, find your, your niche and, and how to actually do it. But in order to do that, you actually have to take action. Like I, I, you know, I can't tell you how many, how many free courses I did, how many webinars I did, how many, um, how many, uh, real estate masterminds I went to, how many real estate meetings I went to, uh, you know, on meetup.com and Hey, you know, investors all over gave out my business card try to meet people see how they're doing it uh, you have to take a action but eventually you know time times becomes limited and that's hard to continue to do um so so for me the, the obstacle is really kind of trying to figure figuring out um through all the options that i took you know i the first thing i did was you know the buy and hold and and you know, webinars on how to do that and how to run numbers uh, appropriately. Um, and then wholesale, you know, that was my other thing I tried. Um, and I can tell you, I, I even paid for that, you know, and, and I could say it wasn't much, but for some people, much is, is a lot. Some people, for some people, much, I'm saying $300 might be, that might be a lot for a lot of people. That might be nothing for some other people. Uh, for me at the time, you know, it was a lot, <laughs> you know, and I was having a kid. Um, my wife was, was pregnant and our kid was going to be born um, around the same time I started to really, really get active. So that made it really hard. 
Um, and then, and then just getting that, that mindset ready. Right. I, I think when I first began, um, and I jumped into my duplex, I was scared to jump into it. I almost backed out mm-hmm. out of, uh, the, you know, putting it under contract. And the reason I backed out was because I, I had, I didn't have a bad feeling. I just, I got overwhelmed and I got scared. And then I remember talking to my wife about it and she was telling me, well, you know, do you like, what, what do you feel bad about it? And I couldn't tell her why. And she was like, well, how, how do the numbers look? And she even saw it and the numbers look good. Right. So she said, so then what was the issue? <laughs> and, then, and I just said, well, you know, this is, you know, a big, you know, big step, a financial. And I really thought about it and, and passed through that fear that initial fear and just took a, a, a lunge into it. And I think that has set me up to a mentality, uh, not only in real estate, but even at work, you know, in the air force and everywhere else where, man, compared to some people, I take a lot of risk and yeah. people are always like, bro, you're getting in trouble. Yeah. And I push regs to the limit. I always live in the gray and I try to uh, maximize uh, whatever opportunity there is. So that, that's that's kind of my obstacles I face. Uh, and it really comes down to mindset. I'll hand it over to, to my brother to see what kind of obstacles he's got. So my biggest obstacle, and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, and it's probably uh, gonna be brought up again, has been my, probably my wife. And the reason is because I have failed miserably in different businesses uh, to the point that I've lost my all my retirement, what I have in my all my life savings in my retirement account, um, and also like I, like I mentioned before in 2008 2011 I lost a, a house. So um, my wife is very um, uh, what is it called analytical, uh, and she's very smart. And I tend to look at the big, uh, at the bigger picture, and not so much at the details. My brother can testify to that. Um, so, <laughs> be specific. So, um, so, uh, so, so, one of the my biggest challenges was that what her challenging me all the time was her uh, asking me details that I, I had to go back and, and kind of second guess myself. Um, the fact that, like I said, financially I had to struggle for years just to come back to to the to scratching the service back to zero and then back to having some savings and then trusting my wife to be like okay go for it um so that that, that was probably my biggest obstacle it wasn't so much mental it wasn't so much but it was the fact that um that i always go towards everything that i want with so much force that my wife was kind of holding me back and in and I, to a point, I'm, I'm kind of grateful because there was a lot of times that I could have jumped into this and I wasn't really ready. Uh, so now that everything's happening, I think it's happening for a reason and, and at, at a right time where I am actually um, uh, ready for it, you know. Um, both times, I mean, both in, in, in the, the timeline where it's happening, the fact that I'm retiring soon and I'm going to have plenty of time and I have a, I'm going to have an extra income coming in. So, um, so it's a, a, a perfect timing where everything's happening. And also I had a little bit of money saved. Um, 
So now that I mentioned what my wait wait uh, wait that's that's a hint to how old he is. He's about to retire. All right. That's a little bit going going to the next subject, Linda believes. Uh Nelson, in 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 this is this is kind of going out of subject. And it says, I just want to expand on this. Um, you mentioned that it it, it was kind of difficult for you to to find your niche. Um, tell us more about that. So so as a beginner, I'm sure all beginners in real estate understand that you're just trying to get in. You're just trying to find a way to get in by any means possible. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's a dumb deal, even if it's you have no money, if, if you're taking yeah. risks, you're, you're just trying to find a way. Yeah. So I was, I was trying to uh, scrounge up enough money to put a down payment on a $20,000 house and no bank's going to lend on that. And and I was trying to do seller financing when, where those deals are, are very hard to find these days. No money down seller financing. I was trying to um, uh, just just pretty much, and I was always online looking, just trying to do anything, anything. And um, so once I, I bought this house, Oscar told me that it was possible to get a second house um, under the VA loan, which I did. And uh, that was something that helped me kind of scratch that itch for the for the time being. So I was able to um, practice landlording and, and uh, I have that second house and the house that we're in now is the one that I sold a couple of days ago. So um, yeah, that I think I'd, I'd say that was, that's my answer to that question, so. What about you, Oscar? Yeah. What about what? The your niche. How do you find it, or what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I tried a lot of things, but I think it just it found me. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, and like like Nelson said, it's taking action. You know, you you can't find it unless you actually try. You know, I tried the wholesale thing. I knew I'm too busy uh, at work to go flipping. You know, and to actually oversee that. So the buy and hold thing is perfect for me. And then now I'm learning, you know, I'm learning tons about how to syndicate. And I think as long as I can um, outsource certain things, like I'm thinking big where, you know, I can hire, a, you know, in the near future, a, a virtual assistant. I can automate a, a system um, and then kind of make the key, you know, like I'm, I'm still managing and I'm still seeing the, the key decisions. And I know how to analyze and I know how to look at big numbers on spreadsheets and, and provide good returns to people, then I know I can do it and, and still be in the military if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I think it found me because I I've always heard of people doing big deals and I wonder how. Yeah. Right. And then now that I'm on on the verge of it, um, I, you know, I just think I gotta push through. Um, and, and it's a matter of uh, accomplishing uh, little task every day and making sure you know we're on track I, I simple as I, I really think it found me I didn't find it it found me <laughs> yeah no and I agree with you and, and and just to add to that because we're on the same boat you and I um I think I think for I used to listen to a lot of podcasts you know bigger pockets and, and Grant Cardone and, and and some other people that here and there they got into real estate and their first or second deal was 150 units and 
and I was like, oh my God, how do, how do these people get into those, right? They're, they're so lucky. And now that we got into, I mean, our deal wasn't like that, that big, but it was, it was pretty, pretty substantial. Um, I think my, my goal with this, with what we're doing right now is to open people's minds to, to that, to what we're talking about right, right now, right? The niche. It's like, People look for the easy entry, right? We see everybody going through the gate of wholesaling, everybody going through the gate of, of flipping, and and people think, okay, that's the only entryway, right? But it's so saturated that people don't think outside the box, and it's like, well, let me go out there and look for something else, right? Yeah. And now, now it's like, uh, yeah, I, I want to I want to open people's minds and and look at all the things besides. Okay, I can only do what Nelson was doing, which it was the same thing that I was doing, probably also too. Looking at the, at the thirty thousand dollar houses uh, that nobody's gonna finance, you know, and you gotta put all your your savings into it. Um, I started into into flipping as well. I lost a bunch of money on it, um, and and it wasn't my thing, right? And but that's what we hear. It's like the the no money down, the uh, the flipping. You get yeah. sixty thousand dollars after six months in hard money lending, blah blah. But nobody looks into multifamilies. You know, uh, let's go for 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 straight up cash flow. Nobody looks at into that stuff for the entry point because people think that they need this um, uh, capital, humongous amount of money, uh, and that's not the truth. So um, just to uh, move on, um, does anybody have anything to add to this? No, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just to just to move on, um, Nelson, why don't you why don't we start with you? Uh, where how do you balance? Because I I know that you're you're married, right? You have any kids? No, no, okay. not that I know of. <laughs> I'm lucky you. Well, you're, you're you're young. Yeah, I'm young. <laughs> um, so how do you balance? Since I talk about you know my my. Um, um, my difficulties with uh, with real estate and family. How do you balance uh, your life, um, your personal life, and your family with uh, with real estate and, and, and your job? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I think so. My wife has been cool about it. Um, I think we're both uh, um, the same mindset when it comes to entrepreneurship and when it, when it comes to just having your own business and trying to get out of that nine to five rat race. Um, uh, she she made she's admitted that she might not um be as interested in the details and in the research that, that I do on a daily basis but she understands what I'm trying to do and she appreciates it and uh like I said we're we're moving to St. Louis and the first thing we're doing is buying a fourplex where we're li- living in one unit and running out the other three units and that's not always comfortable but um, she's down for it, and I really appreciate that. And it's not easy to find in spouses most times. So um, it hasn't really been hard for me to to balance real estate with my family life. And it's, I don't have any kids, so nice. I can take risks. Yeah. What about you, Oscar? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, for me, it's been kind of all over. You know, when we first had our <laughs> with our first uh, son. I dragged my wife. We were part of a um, a wholesale and flipping uh, mastermind team, uh, and we met every night from seven to eight at night. And, and mind you, we did this all the way until her third trimester. 
right? So I drag her along and I'm like, she's like, really wants to understand what, what is this thing I'm trying to do? So she comes by and I tell her about hope sailing and I'm all excited because we're part of the team. Um, you know, they, they, I learned tons in that, in that team, but I just remember dragging her into it and she learned a lot too. She learned like what, what could really happen. Um, but she was exhausted and I was dragging her into so many things that um, I should not drag and nobody should drag a pregnant woman into. <laughs> the, the outcome of that came after her son was born. Um, you know, she, she was tired. So I, I slowed down after her first son was born, but also that's when we had, we literally purchased our first duplex the week, the week before my son was born. Um, and she, she was excited for us, but she was also kind of upset because she's like, you know, this should not take over our time, uh, you know, for our first child. Right. And then, you know, after that, she saw how I made it into a, a, like, you know, I outsource people. I have a property manager, like she never hears about it. Um, I make sure that rent comes in, uh, we get paid and it's self-sufficient. Uh, and then we get paid on top of that. And she just enjoys it. <laughs> and she just enjoys it, right? So I got to kind of, but in order to do that, you have to really, um, you know, one, um, prove to your wife that you know how to do numbers. And she knows how to do numbers too. So I'm not, she actually is better at math than I am. You know, and she'll tell you all day how she helped me do my math homework for my master's uh, class. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she, you know, you got to compliment each other. And one of the things that we're trying to do now um, periodically is sit down or have a date and talk about our goals um, and align our goals because her goal, her goals are, are more aligned towards family um, and, and having a bigger family and, and um, having quality time with the family. Uh, and my goal is to get in real estate to a point where I can provide all that. That is my, my goal. Uh, so, so we talk about it and we talk about different things and, and, you know, now she's starting to create different goals that she does get out the military, like with jobs. So kind of listen to each other and stepping back for a second as to, Hey, like, it's not just about real estate. And, and honestly, you don't have to do everything right now, every deal. You know, if you look around, real estate is not going anywhere. I mean, it's not walking up off the ground. It's not moving anywhere. Legitimate supply. People are always selling real estate here and there. So, I mean, sometimes take a break and you know, show you know, get back to the core of your why, right? Your family. At least that's from. So yeah. Why you, Jeremy? Um, what was the question again? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so uh, so how do I balance it? Uh, the reality is I, I, I can't balance it. And um, I'll give you another hint about my age. Um, I'm, at a, I'm at a stage in my life where, um, where if I don't focus uh, 100% on, on this, then I'm going to see myself looking for a 9-to-5 job and starting from scratch, right? Uh, my wife came to work came to realize that and she just gave me she just gave me the green light on on what I want to do. So she just told me, well, uh, she, just like Nelson, right? Even though she's very analytical, 
but she's also very um, um, conservative on how fast or how aggressive she is on, on her goals. Um, then she's just giving me, she's just giving me the, the, the green light. She doesn't want to know too much about what I'm doing at this moment. Uh, so she just told me, it's like, hey, you did great in 2019. You kind of proved yourself. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, whenever you're doing greater than this and I'm not scared anymore because she's still scared, um, then I'm going to, she wants to learn more about what we're doing. Uh, but as of right now, she just, she wants to be out of it. She doesn't want to ask me any questions. She doesn't want to hold me back. Uh, so that's basically how I balance this right now. It's like, there's no balance. It's a hundred percent this, right? Because it's what's going to provide for for me and my family um after two years so that's basically how i do it so uh now that we had a little bit of story about uh, all of us uh, background why we're doing this how we're doing that um nelson mm. um even though you're like 19 uh <laughs> but <laughs> today if you get into a time machine Right, and you were able to go back to your 18-year-old self. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice? And let, let's keep it to 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 real estate, right? Uh, what advice would you tell your 18-year-old self um, if you had the opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a good question. I mean, first of all, I tell myself just basically that the importance and the power of of time and the options to do whatever you want in this life. Those are the most, in my opinion, the two most important things in this life. And the tool that helps you do that just happens to be currency, which is money. And in my opinion, real estate is the easiest way to, to acquire that as an entrepreneur, because like Oscar said before, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Pe people have already done this, Many people have done this. All you have to do is uh, follow the path that someone has laid before you and take a risk, take action. Um, I'd say that uh, it's pretty it's pretty important, and you guys will under understand this that uh, coming from an immigrant family, because my both my parents are Nigerian, and so I'm first generation Nigerian American, and and knowing the risk that they took to come here and and to provide a better life for their children, me and my siblings, it it it's almost it it, it almost makes me um, not angry but annoyed that that if I had known this when I was eighteen, I could have I could have done this earlier and and basically rewarded my mom and my father earlier for bringing us to America because I mean. Uh, American laws make it easy to invest in real estate. Yep. They want you to invest in real estate. And and if, if you're not doing that, then then I mean hopefully you're finding other ways to find financial freedom. But my advice ultimately would to my 18 year old self would be um, the importance of money, the importance of real estate, time, and the options to do whatever you want in this life. It's pretty much what I tell myself. What about you, Oscar? Uh, so I would tell my 18 year old self, uh, to wake up earlier 
and <laughs> utilize time uh, better. Now that I have less time, I am struggling to always find more time. Uh, but when you're younger, you know what? You sleep in, right? You sleep in on Saturday. You know, you sleep in on Sunday if you want. Um, and I, don't know, I never have, so I don't know. Huh? I never have, so I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, I would have told myself, lose those habits um, and and get out there. So I remember I was, uh, uh, yeah, I think I was 18. Uh, we we looked into buying like a, a nightclub with my brother. And I went to that nightclub because they were selling it. And I started asking, hey, how much? You know, everything. I brought, her, brought an agent with me to find out, like, what, what the building was worth. Like, and he had helped us buy that, our, our home. And I, I really liked the process. And I really liked business. But I never followed up on it, you know. So I would have told myself, you know, follow something that you love, you know. Um, because I... I think at that age, I started just really following, um, following the money, right? Like I went to college and uh, I said, oh, well, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to get money or I'm going to commission into the Air Force, become an officer and get money. Well, you know, as a lieutenant, you don't really make that much. (laughs) And and it's not, I mean, not to compare money with anyone else, but at least it's not enough for you to invest and and, and be happy and, and in the military in general, you know? I mean, I don't think we get paid enough to do what we do, right? So, you know, all the odd hours, all the deployments, everything. And uh, for me, I would tell my my earlier self, like, hey, man, like, figure out what you really want to do and and do it and go full force. I, I don't know if I would have chosen real estate because I didn't really know much about it. But that's also part of being young. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, but... One thing I would definitely do is tell myself, wake up earlier and take advantage of time. Learn, yeah. to, learn how to graphic design. Uh, learn how to, how to truly hustle. You know, I was making uh, editing videos on the side, but I've been so much more of my time. I partied a lot. Shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had it to you, Jeremy. Well, if my brother partied, yeah. I probably did that a thousand times more than him. Um, but what would I tell my 18 year old? I think I will go back even further back. Uh, and what would I tell my 12 year old when I got back to the States and, and like I mentioned before, and I saw that old man working and having all these properties, right? He was Cuban. So he was another immigrant. Um, and he, I remember him saying that he didn't speak English at all. He had so much, so many houses and I mean, Granted, they were depleted houses and they were old, but his family was living the life, right? And he could have retired and, and, and probably just give everything to the, to his kids. Or at this point now, knowing what I know, he probably would have um, hired a uh, property manager and, and just cash in every month. Um, but probably what I would have told my, my younger self was ask questions. You know, a lot of times I was curious about a lot of things. Uh, about uh, businesses, entrepreneurs that I knew, and they were, like Oscar said, hustling. And I never asked those questions. And I had the opportunity to ask those questions because they were close to me. And I never asked, hey, what is it that you do? You know, how do you do it? Or, and I probably looking back, you know, just talking to, to, to that guy, that Cuban guy, the landlord, he 
probably could have uh, actually he gave me a job one day. Uh, he told my dad, he's like, hey, if he helps me out with this, you know, I pay him every week, this and that. And um, me thinking, uh, I had that mentality, and, and that's thanks to my mom. Um, but uh, her mentality was that she didn't want me to make money at an early age because she was scared that I would get hungry for money instead of education, right? In in, in our uh, our families, uh, probably you too, Nelson, um, education and going to college and, and, and following the path that everybody, that everybody that we think that is successful, uh, that's the only path, you know, and that's the, the, the for sure path uh, to success. So, um, so I never followed into that because my mom wanted me to go to school. So I wanted to go to school. I didn't want to uh, get sidetracked, you know, earning money here and there. Um, so I never followed to that. I never asked the questions, even though I was curious. So I would tell myself, Hey, stop being a, a dumbass and ask questions if you're curious about it. You know, uh, people are very willing now. At, uh, now at this point in my life, I, I understand that people are very willing to to answer questions and to guide all the people uh, through the right path. Um, that I think um, I'm I'm there a little too late. You know, yeah. so that's that's basically what I would do. Um, so yeah. now. I think it's, um, let me just add one more thing. I think, I think it's funny too, because my mom asked me the other day, um, apparently somehow I, or sometime I promised her that I would get my PhD. And <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm over here still trying to muster up the energy to get my master's. Uh, yeah. But um, I told her, I said, I said, I broke it down. I said, basically any anything anybody does in this world is to survive and provide for their family, survive and protect their family, whether it's a mom, dad, brother, sister, everyone just wants to survive. And the tool that helps us survive is in this case, money, right? That's what puts food on the table. That's what pays the utilities, gets you your water, uh, provide your shelter, it's money. And I told her, I said, if you found the cheat code to survival, to getting money, which in this case, in my opinion, is real estate, why would I get my PhD? Because people get more education, their, their bachelor's, their master's, and their PhD, ultimately for what? To get a good job, to get a better job, so that they can get what? More money. money. Yeah. And so if I can bypass all of that, through real estate, why then should I go and get my PhD? And it kind of, I, I could see her trying to think about it and trying to rotate the gears in her head, but it, she she still comes from, you know, family yeah. and it, it was hard for her to understand. But. Yeah, and the reality is, and, and I see it that way too, because I had the, the, the same conflict, uh, well, with my mom, it already passed. I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to, to tell my mom, it's like, screw it, I'm not, I'm not gonna do what you want anymore. Uh, but now I, I have that with, with my wife, right, where she wants to uh, scale and get her degrees and she wants to be a doctor and all that stuff, uh, or not a doctor, but have her doctorate. And and she wants me to get that degree, right? And I'm like, and I'm only like three classes away. But I'm like, I don't want to get that. I mean, I study every day and I study all day. Like, I listen to podcasts, I read books, I read articles, I I read about how to grow in social media. And that's, that is a, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm getting a degree itself 
by itself just by all the studying that I do is constant, you know? So, um, so I agree with you. It's like, it's, it, it, as long as you study and as long as you're doing something that is legal and that is going to affect a lot of people in, in, in a good way, um, I think that that's it. You don't need a degree that is going to validate who you are and what you're doing in, in this world to, um, to, to, but that's, but, that, but that's not denouncing degrees or or bashing yeah wants to get that um because there are, we need we need doctors we need engineers we yeah. need lawyers we need those people but for the people who believe that that's the only way it's not the only way exactly as that's especially, a, especially for us immigrants <laughs> that's a that's a great point um i was just about to add that perspective uh because I'm someone who has a master's degree and I think it's opened up tremendous amount of doors and that's really what degrees do where they, they put your foot in the door. Um, and then from there you have to convince the people that you are qualified for whatever. Um, and, and even in real estate, I mean, my, uh, several of the classes and the fact that you can begin something and finish it, whether it's a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, uh, speaks volumes, you know, if someone knows that you can start and finish something, even though you dread it, mm-hmm. they know you put sacrifice and you're gonna do start and finish something that you love. Um, and and you know to the other point that you say, Nelson, is um, we need those people. Like I went to a laboratory one time. I'm not gonna say the name. Um, not that it's classified or anything, but I just think you know they're in the whole world doing really cool things whole bunch of scientists i'm talking about scientists in lab suits creating lasers and you know um shooting uh um particles around and and creating uh nuclear stuff and um all supercomputers i mean you name it this is an awesome government so, uh facility. So what we're saying that the takeaway from this is that if you're studying uh, a specific career that requires uh, that type of education yeah. and agree to, to... But that's their birth. passion. That's it's their passion, passion right? Like, exactly. like but that just, scientist is going to want to get that PhD because they want to be the best. Exactly. But just to get a degree, just to get a degree thinking that is that's the, the only path to success yeah. and, and for, for financial purposes, uh, that's not the only way. No, absolutely not. Exactly. Absolutely not. But, but a lot, I hear a lot of real estate people bash on degrees and formal education. Oh, and I, I disagree with that. Yeah, I think, I think it takes a lot for people to begin something and finish something. When I know someone has, has had at least a bachelor's or even their associates or even their uh, community college of the Air Force degree, yeah. it shows to me that they can start something and they can finish it. Um, well, for, for all our viewers and listeners, my brother just punched me in the face because I never de- finished my degree. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should, man. I think right. three classes away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving forward, right? Now that we're talking about education, um, Nelson or Oscar, I don't know who wants to jump in first, but let's let's go in the same order. Nelson, um, what book? No, 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 no. Hold on, bro. Ooh. Hold on. We're way too ahead. Let's talk about what, uh, where you are now in your real estate investing goal. What have we done and where we oh, are? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Nelson. Go ahead. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so, so far, so like I said, I bought my first house in January 2018 um, with the VA loan. Um, a year later, I bought 
a second house um, with the VA loan too, because the cap, at the time the cap was 450. Now the cap as of January, 2020 is 510,000, something like that. But I, I bought those two houses and I just recently sold my primary residence, the one I'm in right now, um, because I'm going to free up that VA loan, that space, and use that space to get a fourplex, which is what I should have done. When you say when you say the cap, you're talking about the the the, the limit on the on the VA loan, right? Yes, the limit. Not on the, the cap VA. rate on on your. No, investment. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the the limit on the VA loan and most loans, because they're pretty much the same with with most loans. Um, with the VA loan, at least it's five hundred and ten thousand four hundred dollars. It, it depends on the the area, man. Well, no, well, yeah, yeah, no. So it the the average is five hundred and ten thousand. Oh, except is it? For, for, except for um, expensive areas, expensive areas like LA, Boston, Seattle, all those areas are going to be higher, six hundred, seven hundred. But for all the cheap cities and all the 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 normal cities, the cap has been raised or the limit has been raised from four hundred eighty-four thousand last year to five hundred and ten thousand this year. So um, I, I had those two houses. I sold this one, and I'm going to get the fourplex in May which will bring me to a total of five units in my portfolio by this May. So that's where I'm at in my um, nice. journey. What about you, Oscar? Uh, so just, to, just to, so we don't, we don't make it longer. Oscar is going to talk on behalf of the two of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so where we're at on our goals. So now, um, as I said before, individually, I've, I've had uh, duplex, uh, another uh, property here in Colorado Springs. And now, uh, recently, we, we closed on uh, 13 properties uh, that equal 20 units. Uh, so now, uh, as, as a business as w w that we have, which is a Good Day uh, Ventures, we might rebrand that uh, to do Good Day Capital. Uh, we're still working on that, but we, we as a company, we hold uh, 20, 20 units, uh, 13 homes. Individually, I have 22. Uh, well, actually, 23, if I count this one here. Um, and then uh, that, that's where we're at currently with, with you know, our, our investing, um, you know, journey. But, you know, in our goal, uh, we're currently working on structuring more um, apartment deals. Um, and I say apartment because, you know, recently we got into uh, multifamily Um uh, rental portfolio and that's what we got we got 13 homes 20 units uh which we're learning tons about um as far as uh how to do better due diligence how to make sure that we uh um meet the minimums for refinances uh for each individual home Man, long story long story short i mean um i from this experience i learned why everyone loves all those guys that talk about apartment buildings why they love it so much. Uh, this I was talking to Nelson about at work today. I was like, I learned so much from this experience because uh, it, don't get me wrong, it, it's still a great deal. Um, we have to stabilize the the, the portfolio uh, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to sell it. Uh, but even that, selling, it, selling a rental portfolio is harder than selling an apartment building. Apartment building is, is value straight uh, cash flow. How much money does that asset make? Yeah. Um, when you do anything four units and below, no matter how much money it makes, it's still going to be capped 
by uh, the the comps and the, and the market in the area. So it, that's kind of where we're at right now specifically. And we're moving into bigger deals, um, bigger money. And like I said, I think think from here to half year, um, you know, we're, we're trying to reach uh, milestones, you know, so uh, 5, 10 million, 15 million, 20 million. And then from there, I think once you hit a certain number, you, it's just a snowball effect. So, and we're trying to team up and work with other people. So um, uh, I learned that you can't, you can do this by yourself. It just will take longer. Um, you got to build a team and people you trust and um, work together if you have the same vision. Yeah, so that, that's between my brother and I. Um, and I know Nelson's uh, joining in with us at some point. Oh, yeah. So, well, you already did on the podcast, on the social yeah. media side. So. Well, now he's going to, you know, he, we're working on structuring different deals. And I know Nelson's going to be excited to be be a partner and an equity partner in it and, and get in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, All right, so Oscar, what do you want to take in next? What do I want to what? What do you want to take in next? The, do I now ask the question? The, oh, the, no, you ask it. You, you were ready to ask. The, the Just skipped over. <laughs> skipped All right, over. so yeah. So yeah, now, now we, know, we, we, we know what we, where we are right now. So um, looking back, okay, so we talk about education, right? And, and books are part of what, how we feed our minds right now, right? So Nelson, to start with you again, what books that you have read um that you wish you read before yeah absolutely so i i'll i'll be honest um in high school middle school growing up i hated reading i hated reading i my attention span was so short i would read one or two pages and take a nap and then wake up and then have to read those same two pages again because i forgot what was on the what i just read but um, once I found a passion and once I found real estate and realized that I needed to learn more, books became fun to read because I needed to know everything I needed to know so that I could take action. And uh, with that being said, the, the number one book, of course, I'm sure everyone always says this is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad definitely opened up my mind and definitely, definitely showed me a different side of life that that only a few people in this world um, know about and exercise. And so Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The 10X Rule by uh, Grant Cardone, and um, I'd say just any of the bigger pockets books, um, the No Money Down, um, uh, Buying With No Money Down by Brendan, any of the, any of the books by Brendan Turner, um, not to be a, plug in here but but any any of those books like if i if i had yeah huh? you're a fan you're a fan yeah, yeah. If, if i had had any of those books if i had read any of those books and um read that earlier i don't know where i'd be right now but um those are the books that i would have probably read what are you oscar uh well i think for for mindset yeah definitely uh that one and um, I forget what the name is. The Millionaire Investor. Um, yeah. The the, door. What is that? Which one is it? You know. I think it's the Millionaire Real Estate Investor. 
that's the one. Yeah, that that one has a clear vision as how to do it. But again, those are books that have just vision. Um, if you want to get more practical, there's other books out there that I wish I had read earlier, um, kind of helped me take action and learn how to do uh, more things like the bigger pockets ones, you know, I'll tell you exactly how to really, you know, invest from far away, you know, how to flip homes, you know, and they're pretty detailed, um, actually like strategies and numbers. And then, you know, the other books I've listed in my Instagram, as far as like syndication, you know, Vinnie Chopper's book, uh, Joe Fairless book, I mean, if I had read those when I was 18, man, I don't know. I would, I would have sparked something in my mind. I would be like, what? What? Yeah. I mean, they, they provide a blueprint. It's not, it's not, I mean, like I said, the path is there. You just got to gotta read between the lines and figure it out. Connect the dots. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, brother? So the, the first one, the one that changed my whole life and got me to even reading, um, like you say, Nelson, uh, reached out for that. Uh, the second one, which skyrocketed my my life in every aspect, um, it was the Phoenix Rule uh, by Grant Cardone. Um, then a book that changed my perspective on on the vision of money uh, and how wealthy people uh, view money. Um, Seven Money Myths by uh, Keith Weinhold, Weinhold. Um, sorry that I screwed his name, uh, by, um, from Rich, uh, Get Rich Education. And the, uh, second, the, uh, the, the last one that I think has helped us on negotiating with deals and negotiating and talking to people as well and, and, and be more um, open to um, different personalities and how to, uh, again, how to negotiate with people is never split the difference, uh, which I recently read and I probably listened to the book uh, a thousand times too, uh, in conjunction with all those books that I just mentioned. Um, so yeah, those, those are the books that, that I probably would have told myself, hey, you need to read those and it will change your life. All right, last question. All right, let's make this last question a, a, a fire round. You know, what, what three habits uh, contributed to your current success. Go, German. Three things. Three things. On the spot. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I usually get time to think about it. Now I can't. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> three, three habits. Um, one is waking up early. Um, that has been a, a good habit of mine. Uh, the other one is working out. And the third one habit that I made um, was to try to be more detailed, uh, but I haven't mastered that habit, and my brother knows about it. <laughs> yeah, we're working on that. We gotta polish yeah, you up. I try. I I I need to slow myself down to to the point that I um I get focused on on little details because I I tend to lose a lot of details. So I'm working on that on that habit. But those are three habits that are, that I pay close attention to. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, my, my three I'd say would be, um, being persistent, being optimistic and, uh, just being brave. Like you're going to mess up. You're going to do things that you're not comfortable with, but if you don't do it the first time, you won't be that millionaire. You won't be that person who's an expert at doing those things. 
So those are my three. That, that's that's good, man. So for me, uh, one first one is uh, waking up early. Um, uh, the second one is having um, having a now workout time. It, it's become a big thing for me, so I can clear my mind and and refresh my body. Uh, and the last one is being intentional with your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I write things down. Um, I tell people all the time, either use your phone to write it down or to speak into it, create a note. Um, and you have to be intentional with every minute of your time. So know how you're spending time. If you're intentional about having Netflix on from 9 to 10 p.m., then make sure that's what you do. You know, if you're intentional with your family, make sure you set that specific time. So that is what has, I think has contributed to my success in business. And I'm trying to apply that more throughout my whole life. So those are my three things. Before we go, mm-hmm. last thing before we go, where can people find you guys? What's your social media, your Instagrams? Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, where can they find us? The Millionaire Listed in all platforms. Uh, and uh, just by Googling my name, Herman uh, Buendia, you can find me as well. Okay. So same thing, you know, I'm, I'm joining the at the Millionaire Enlisted team uh, on all platforms, but I'm on uh, Instagram as Oscar.j.buendia. So first name, dot my middle initial, dot my last name. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well, man. I love LinkedIn. Uh, and the only one I'm not on is on Twitter, TikTok. You know, that's that's new. I don't, I, I've never really liked Twitter, but yeah, I'm on on Facebook, IG, uh, LinkedIn, and and I, I love those. So send me a message. You know, let's, let's connect on LinkedIn. I love it. Yeah. You can find me um, uh, on Instagram at underscore C-H-I-E-D-O-Z-I-E underscore. That's my personal page. And my second page is my real estate page called MNO Real Estate. And that's just a play on for my name my wife's name and our last name that's mno real estate so that's both on instagram i love it and nelson's joining you know he's he's part of the the millionaire listed team so you know that that mno and and millionaire listed uh bond is there and, and you'll see more more of his uh actually training videos he does a lot of awesome videos with uh house hacking and how to use an fha loan how to this how to that uh, which I love, you know. So, yeah, German, take it away, brother. So, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to us, for sticking uh, all this time with us. Um, again, we apologize if we made any mistakes, if we sounded too excited at times. Uh, but please follow us, uh, leave us a comment, leave us a review. Uh, please stick with us. We have a lot of content that we want to share with you, a lot of experience between the, uh, the three of us. Uh, in the future, we're going to bring guests as well. Uh, so if you want to be part of this podcast and you want to tell your story, please contact us and uh, we'll hook it up. So um, anyway. Well, no, let, me say, let me say one last thing. Yeah. We want to enlist you into the millionaire ranks. Uh-huh. Ah. Nice. So, so follow us. Let us know how we what, what you want to learn about. Um and, and we're more than there to help, you know, send us a message on IG and we'll, we'll talk about things. 
Uh, back to you, brother. Good. So, Nelson? Yeah. I'm good. All, All right. right. So, stop playing games and play the game. Peace out. <laughs>